The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Well, hey there, and welcome to episode 91 here on the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we're going to explore how nature study with our children can help restore so many connections in our lives. If you're following me on social media or you've listened to this podcast, you probably won't be surprised to hear how much I love being outside. Ever since I was a little girl, really, I've loved watching animals, being in the woods, spending as much time as possible outdoors. As I drafted the notes for this episode, I sat on the deck in our backyard in what I lovingly refer to as my outdoor office, and this little hummingbird kept me company hovering around our beautiful fuchsia bee balm flowers. One of the things that I love so much about or have loved really so much about homeschooling for over 25 years was the opportunity to spend time outdoors and share my love of nature with all three of my kids, who now, as young adults, also love the outdoors, whether it's camping, hiking, rock climbing, biking, fishing, canoeing, kayaking, just so many ways to relish in the natural world. So before we get to all the ways that nature can help us foster connections, let's start with the simple question of what exactly is nature study? So I'm going to give you just the broad scope here. Nature study is really any moment we take to connect with anything in nature. Nature study can also include planned lessons with learning activities about plants, birds, animals, rocks and minerals, weather, and nature study is anything in between. So 
let's delve into why nature study is so important, so relevant to us as we nurture these young people in our lives. So here are just a few of the reasons. Nature study inspires awe and wonder. It's a precursor to science. It builds appreciation for the world around us and helps to make us good stewards of the earth. Nature study also trains the senses. It helps to us to develop observation skills and documentation skills. Nature study is fun and relaxing. It allows us to integrate subjects. We can integrate art, science, humanities, math, all into one uh, unit of study. It's great for mixed ages can help us to experience the rhythm of the year from season to season. And makes nature study makes science more interesting and more hands-on. Nature study cultivates curiosity and investigation, helps us to explore and understand the unknown, helps us experience the power of place, and... Nature study helps foster all kinds of connections. So as I was preparing for this episode, I asked myself, why do we need to restore connections in the first place? And here are just a few very valid reasons in our current lives. The first is stress. We all experience stress. We have this level of busyness that is sometimes over the top. (laughs) And I think we've all developed habits of disconnecting, right? Ways of numbing ourselves and our experiences, ways just of disconnecting from all of that stress and busyness to kind of save our sanity, right? Research is actually discovering all the different ways that nature benefits our well-being, our health, and our relationships, suggesting really that we seek out nature experiences because they're good for our social and personal well-being. There's even research to suggest that outdoor activity and spending time in nature can help improve children's attention and cognitive functioning. So I would guess that most of us would agree that restoring connection, all kinds of connection, is something that we aspire to and something we want more of in our lives. And I'm going to talk about a variety of kinds of connection and how nature study can really help restore these connections. So the first one is the connection to self. As parents, we sure need help getting into the present moment, don't we? So many things pull us out of the present. We're either thinking about what needs to be done, right, in the future, or lamenting about what didn't happen or how we wish we had done something differently, thinking about the past. Or if you're anything like me, you're also worried that you're not doing enough or you're doing this whole parenting or homeschooling thing all wrong. 
the antidote to all of this? Spending time in nature and observing its beauty can really help us reconnect to ourselves and to what's most important to us. And most of all, studying nature with our children is like, it's like a double dose of getting into the present moment. Okay, the second type of connection is connection to others. There really are no limits to what can be discovered in nature, and it just so happens that humans are social creatures, right? We are social. So by letting yourself be curious about the natural world, you actually foster connection when you share what you're discovering with others. That's what we can do with our children. You can either follow your children and what they find, what they discover, if they're already in tune and noticing things in the natural world, or you can be the one to draw them into what you're discovering. This is how we foster that sense of awe and wonder. Both approaches work synergistically together, I would say, but sometimes we need to jumpstart things, right? So look for either of these ways to help you get into the nature study mood, either following your children or you creating a little spark of interest for them. Notice whether everyone needs time alone in nature or silence or whether you sense it's a good time for interacting and to be talking about things. Third type of connection, connection to Mother Earth and the cosmos. Do not underestimate the healing power and the therapy of Mother Earth and what that is providing, what she is providing to your family. A great Quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson, adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. People used to ask me often when I was first homeschooling, they would say, wow, you're homeschooling. I could never do that. I don't have the patience for it. And my response always was, well, I'm not a particularly patient person either, but it's giving me a lot of opportunity to practice. So in connecting with the earth, with the outdoors, let the magic of our planet do 90% of the work for you. Just let yourself breathe. Let your senses take in everything around you and let go of your to-do list. Remember your place in the geography of things, in the ecosystem, in the world, and in the cosmos. And then Help your children to do the same, to let go and surrender a bit. The fourth kind of connection is our connection to something greater than ourselves. I really think the awe and wonder of nature allow us to consider the possibility of a higher power, of some power or energy in the universe that is greater than ourselves. A connection that's difficult to put into words, but can be part of appreciating all the plants and animals in the world around us and helping to us to find our place in the world. If you're planning lessons, here are just a few tips for you. 
You might go on monthly outings to the same area or the same trail, uh, perhaps even meeting up with friends, right? So maybe you would say the first Friday of the month, we're going to meet up and hike this particular trail. Take care of a little plot in your yard or in the woods. There's a really sweet series of books called One Small Square that can help you with this. You can observe a tree through the seasons, create seasonal nature paintings. You might even create a calendar out of those paintings. Start a nature journal. Play nature games outdoors. A great resource for this is the book Sharing Nature with Children by Joseph Cornell. You could create a nature table indoors to reflect the seasons outdoors and those seasonal changes. A walk outside, no matter what, how long, no matter the length of time, the weather, the setting, or moods, right? Everyone's moods. It's an adventure waiting to be taken. Cities, forests, beaches, streams, marked trails, open fields, farms, or your own downtown neighborhood uh, are all places to promote stewardship of the earth and to get children familiar with their surroundings. Just go exploring. Remember, the goal is to get your children outside. And unstructured time in nature is like a soothing balm for healing in our sometimes stressful lives and world. Interestingly, in the Waldorf curriculum, nature study and then science blocks show up in every single grade. So nature study is really a precursor to science, as I said before. And so in the Waldorf curriculum, kindergarten and first grade, uh, we share a, a lot of nature stories. In second grade, there are animal stories and more nature stories. Third grade, we often do a farming block, a unit of study around farming and gardening. In grade four, we compare animals to the human being. Grade five, we study plants and trees and botany. Grade six, it's rocks and minerals. And grade seven and eight could be insects or weather or astronomy. So in summary, I just want to suggest that you use nature study to restore connection in your family, with yourself, with each other, and with the natural world, as well as something, some power greater than yourselves. It can even be an emergency measure, right? Sometimes uh, we want something to do when our day seems to be falling apart, and we might just say, okay, everyone, let's go on a hike. I have two boys who are 16 months apart, right? So I have two boys and a girl and the boys are really close in age. And this was a go-to strategy in our house. When things seemed to be falling apart, we would go outside and somehow the energy, there was, there was more room for all of that energy, right? You can also plan for a regular dose of nature study into your rhythm. For example, you might go uh, on a hike, like I said, weekly on Fridays, or just spend time outdoors weekly on Fridays, maybe on Sunday afternoons, or you could have two big outings a month. You might have an hour in the backyard each evening. 
Remember to be patient with yourself as you get into the flow and just start with the question, how can we restore connections through nature study? You can find the show notes for this episode with links to all the resources mentioned at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 91. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you want more support for studying nature, I have an entire masterclass with four video lessons inside the Inspired at Home membership. I'd love to help you bring more nature experiences to your children. So you can find all the membership details at artofhomeschooling.com slash inspired at home. And I will see you in the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. Mm-hmm.